President Trump said the next G7 summit might take place at one of his resorts, as long as Germany and France don't mind sharing a room or providing their own toilet paper. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> an, American TV, an American TV anchor has apologized for mocking Prince George for taking ballet lessons. Too little, too late, said the guard operating the guillotine. (laughs) (laughs) It's not real. Olive Garden Garden denies uh, the claim that they made contributions to President Trump's re-election campaign. They did not make monetary contributions, but they do admit to providing President Trump with an endless supply of breadsticks. Mm And finally, and finally, President Trump denies the report that he suggested stopping a hurricane with a nuclear bomb. That would be ridiculous. He actually suggested stopping a hurricane with an army of flying cyborgs. The Trump report starts now. <laughs> You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Oh, yes, indeed. Welcome to the Trump report. I'm Christian Blatt. We've got the whole gang together, joined by the, the lovely, the talented Scott Moore at the yeah. end of the desk. <laughs> that but makes a lot of sense. Also yeah. lovely, also talented, Tamara Brown. Hello, how are you? And wait, the loveliest and most talented, me, Christian Black. But <laughs> second to me. Why, thank you. Chelsea Glacia. So glad that we're all here. Now, everybody mm-hmm. uh, like everybody watching and everybody on the panel, there's only one more shopping day left. So if you're uh, trying to get donors and trying to buy some poll numbers to get into the next debate, tomorrow's the day. And I hope nobody makes it. I mean, nobody else <laughs> makes it. Because I just want one. Yeah. I don't need one two night. nights. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, you know what? Thank you, Hickenlooper. Thank you for everybody who's gotten out of this race. Anybody else who wants to get out before uh, September 12th, please now do. Now, you're talking about Joe Walsh and whoever he'll be debating, right? Yeah. No, the, by the <laughs> way, the, uh, yeah, I, the only uh, Joe, Joe Walsh that I would like to see debate is, President Trump yes, is the one I, from the Eagles. Because, <laughs> I, I, I mean, right. that would need to be pay-per-view. <laughs> I, see, that Joe Walsh I would vote for for president. Uh, because, I mean, you know, his Maserati does 185. So, obviously, that guy knows how to handle a machine. But... In all honesty, we're, uh, I think, look, if you're like me and you only want there to be one debate on September 12th, you might get what you want because Gravel, Hickenlooper, uh, Inslee, who I forgot was running, and Moulton, who I, I, I also forgot was running, Hickenlooper and, 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 and Gravel, that seems like such a distant memory. So, so they're out. Somebody else is that, but I think actually, legitimately, people just aren't going to make it. They're not going to drop out of the right. race. Uh, and I wanted to ask you first, Chelsea, what do you think about this idea that I think you need 130,000 donors? Yes. That's not $130,000 because I think that, you know, even for Jay Inslee, who's out of the race, I think he could still get $130,000. Mm-hmm. But just to be polling above two at or above 2%. And uh, with the latest poll numbers that we see is. Uh, about half are uh, in the uh, firm, what, what we like to call the Blasio country, the zero percent. So uh, what do you think about uh, there being some uh, tighter tighter requirements for the next debate? For the the two percent poll? Yeah, over? that, that and, and the 130,000 donors. I mean, it seems to make sense, but then I, I also understand the frustration of some um, campaigns like Tulsi Gabbard's, who's like one poll away from qualifying and I think somebody else was just two poles away. And so it can be like, I understand the frustration. And I I do think that there would be benefit to having Tulsi Gabbard on the on the stage. 
she's these candidates have gotten a lot to get this far, and I feel like the the time that they've gotten on stage so far isn't really enough time to give them a shot, although they have then garnered a lot of media attention, which has allowed them a platform to get their messages out. So I, I get the, like, let's just have one debate night. I'm, I'm, I'm on there, too. I just, you know, I do feel for the people who are, like, right on the cusp. But even if they're right on the cusp, is, if, is them making the debate stage in September really going to turn things around from them? Like, they're going to come from behind and beat Elizabeth yeah. Warren what now? What they be thinking? Not, not really. So I, I think if I had to say... Uh, I would say, yes, it, it sucks if you're close, but no cigar. But really, it's better if we just have the top ten. Well, the Clintons would prefer we don't talk about cigars, but I do understand your <laughs> point. Uh, but I, I, w- I would think that, I don't know, uh, Tamara, what do you think if they did it on one night, but they actually had two separate debates? It's like you clear the stage and they have the other gang come out. If they actually had that many. I'm okay. I just don't want to spend two nights watching it. But I guess that, and you know what that would do, actually, is I think one of the debates was two hours and 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. We don't. We don't need that. Two hours is okay. You want to go over to 205. That's Wait, all right. No, we want more than 30-second sound bites. No, I don't. Uh, Tamara. Uh, you are not a part of democracy. No, 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 I'm not. Are it, you going to ask me where all those Inslee votes are going yes. at this point? Those mm-hmm. diehard Inslee heads? Possibly Joe Walsh. Yeah, those Inslee. Or Don Henley. Those Inslee heads are just, <laughs> they're, they're stumped. Mm-hmm. They're like, can I be on board with Biden? I don't know. I feel bad for the Inslee heads out there. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we welcome the Inslee heads, which I yeah. think that that's how few, how little support he had, is that he doesn't actually have, like, a nickname for people who doesn't support Doesn't have something it. as cool like it, the Yang Gang. Yeah, the Yang Gang is great. I mean, not only is it cool, but it rhymes. <laughs> so Can we... Like pick the nicknames for the followers of the remaining candidates. Like Kamala doesn't have. Like we need. I want to nickname all of them. Yeah. No. I think. I think everybody should definitely. Mm-hmm. I uh, think we have idea for the jokes next week. Yeah. But we also we can't count on Donald Trump to give them nicknames because no. he look his like first couple of nicknames <laughs> just from a nickname standpoint were were pretty good. Crooked Hillary really stuck. But it's like now he's not even... That, he, that wasn't him. That was a whole... Hey, he ran with it, you know? That's so he had, a, he had a team of writers, you know? I mean, uh, you know, Stephen Colbert doesn't write his jokes either, so it's okay. If he Wherever he got it from, he just ran with it. But now it's like, like Sleepy Biden, it's like, I mean, Hansy Biden, get Forgetful Biden. There's a lot of... There's way better things that, that you can go with. So I think we need to turn to... Our audience in the chat, please give us some nicknames for uh, some of the uh, candidates, whether it'll be live during this show or if you're watching the archive version. And we would like to share your nicknames for some of the candidates. Uh, Scott, do you want 30 people qualifying qualifying, and then having debates over three nights? You just want more, more, more? All right. Just as many as yeah. you can have. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Um, no, like, like Chelsea said, I think you, you have to draw the line somewhere, and this is where it's at, and, and the kind of odd thing is is that some of those people could come back in October because the polls are still going to go up through you know from tomorrow and so there's a chance that some of the people will be able to come back in that are not eligible for September so there might be a, a slight bump up in October but at this point you know you do feel like it's got to get harder and harder for you know like a competition it's got to get harder and harder the closer you get to the primaries uh, which start in January so as we start into the fall you want to make sure that you are starting to call some of the people out and uh, 
And so it makes sense that you're going to have we're at that point now where we're going to going to have more challenges to be able to stay in the race at this point mm-hmm. and to be able to have the ability to be on the same stage. So I wish one of the candidates would start growing a beard like Justin Turner, like leading up to the big <laughs> oh game. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like just have their uh, ritual. Well, yeah, and, and just uh, it's like I'm not going to shave until my candidate's president. So yeah. you know, you fast forward like eight years, and they've still got this like, <laughs> ZZ Top beard. Uh, so. Uh, one of the candidates who seems to be gaining a lot more attention is Elizabeth Warren, who was obviously popular to begin with, but uh, she's drawing larger crowds. And I'm I'm just wondering if there's anything that anybody here feels like has changed about her. Are people just paying attention? Has her messaging gotten more concise? Is there is there something that any of you see as different about her? Or is it just maybe the summer's almost over and people are starting to pay attention? I'll ask you first, Chelsea. Well, I think that the uh, appeal of Elizabeth Warren may be coming from, like, the spectrum of the top three. We've got Biden, who'd be, like, the most right on the spectrum. And then you've got Bernie, the most left. Yeah. And she would be the moderate, actually, if you're looking at that spectrum. uh, Amongst those three, she (laughs) is definitely the most moderate, yeah. But uh, there's not not necessarily a lot of rooms where you would consider Elizabeth Warren to be the most moderate. But amongst those three, you're absolutely right. right. Yes. And I think that, you know, Bernie and Elizabeth are always, like, pretty close in most people's minds. I think the only real difference, at least to me, is that Elizabeth Warren calls herself a capitalist, whereas Bernie Sanders calls himself a democratic socialist. And I, I, I think that people want to try and fix capitalism rather than overthrow it entirely. Um, and I think that Elizabeth Warren is offering the solutions to that. I've been a bit disappointed because she lists, you know, the the, the topics that are the issues that everybody's talking about: Medicare for all, and da da da. da. And then she says, "And fix our democracy." Whereas I think it should be flipped. First, fix democracy, and then we can get to all those things. So that would be my only complaint about her, and the same would be true of Bernie. But I think that might be some explanation for why she's um, gaining more traction. And she's just awesome. If you really listen to her, she's she sounds really you know logical and smart and brilliant, and she doesn't have that sort of angry-ish thing that Bernie's got, but she's saying much of the same things. So you're saying it, it, Bernie's anger, it, you know, which I think some people find admirable about him is that he's got the fire. I think she has it, but maybe you're saying that it's she's reined it in a little bit. She's just loud but not angry. Also, a female candidate can't have that, or they oh. wouldn't even make it this far. Yeah, that's true. That's right. Um, but what do you think, Tamara, how much of this is that uh, people have actually not only taken a closer look at her, but it's just, you know, Biden's been running around for a little while now, and you're like, oh, I don't, I don't feel as good about about Joe Biden right now. Do you think there's there's any uh, any part of that of of the of the Warren crowds? You know, I mean, it was fifteen thousand over the weekend in Seattle, which is the biggest she's had. I mean, those numbers come from the Warren campaign, but you know, there's pictures, and Sean Spicer is not the one who provided the pictures. <laughs> He's very busy learning how to dance. So uh, oh, yeah, we can yeah. we can believe that it's a big crowd. And sorry, so what were you going to say, Tamara? Well, um, I heard on the I heard earlier today uh, on the lead with Jake Tapper, they were debating because I guess an article came out saying that Elizabeth Warren told her her uh, donors that she she plans to work with Republicans. She plans to be very moderate at, at negotiating, and they were debating whether that's going to uh, is, is she is she 
back-talking? Like, is she trying to appeal to conservatives by saying things like that? Um, I think that... I guess she's constantly going to be... um, Like, the people that are trying to turn the Democratic Party on itself are constantly going to use Elizabeth Warren as the... uh, the pawn in that divorce, the you know the child that's stuck between the two parents of of the politi- of the Democratic Party, um, because you could make an argument either way for her that she's very far left or no she's she is more moderate. So um, yeah, I, I don't know where anybody stands in the Democratic Party right now. I do feel like if for people who are a little bit more tuned in and paying attention. They seem to be in favor of Warren, but I. Yeah. But then there's also the people who just are going vi- to vote for Biden just because they know that name, and then the people that are going to vote for Bernie just because they want to shake everything up as much as they can, and I don't know. Uh, Scott, how much of it is, do you think, it, it really is that it's hard to know exactly where these candidates are and things because there is a little element of... Where do you want us to be on that? You know, like, where's Trump on that? We're not that. And I'm not saying that, look, a number of them have very clear visions, but sometimes I think it might get lost. You know, I think that a lot of the campaigning is they're going after each other. And there is still a lot of, like, remember that none of the 24, 28, 30, 80, 100, whatever it is, none of us are Trump. Uh, do you think that the the messaging could be more concise and that might help some of the candidates stand out more? Um, I, I think it's difficult to do that because right now, like in a primary, uh, a lot of the candidates are going to try to shift a little bit more to the left because they are trying to get to the core of the Democratic Party to be able to hopefully gain some of those the momentum and then turn it into to primary wins. Uh, and then they'll have to tack back a little more of the center to try to grab some of those moderates and some of those independents and Republicans who are not happy with Trump. But um, I, I think it's been pretty steady over the past several months that we've got like sort of this top five and it's been with Biden and Warren and Sanders and and then you have um, Kamala and Mayor Pete and kind of now Cory Booker's kind of on the edge of that yeah. peripheral of that, that top five but it seems like it's pretty locked in there and you know the momentum may shift back and forth a little bit over the next few months until we really start getting some voting because once that actually happens then you're going to start seeing consolidation with people and I think right now most Democrats are still shopping. They want to see who's going to be the one that they think is going to be able to not only best beat Donald Trump, but hopefully still align with their values. Um, so I think there has been some interest with Elizabeth Warren lately. Maybe some people that were like, uh, you know, that were going for Biden because he was like the comfortable sweater and they're like, great. But now they feel, ooh, maybe he's made a couple errors and they're not feeling as comfortable with him that anymore. sweater's unraveling. Exactly. It's, uh, <laughs> so they're, they're looking like, I think kind of what you were saying, Chelsea, it's sort of like she is that middle person with maybe some people that are maybe like, okay, well, Bernie might not get the nomination or whatever, so they're taking a second look at her and also the same thing with the Biden voters and then maybe there's a few people from Inslee and, and, you know, Seattle because he dropped out and and obviously that's his home state and, you know, that could have been some people that had been in his camp that are like, okay, great, we're going to shift over to her Um, because even even though like Jay Inslee had a very small zero, one percent you know, he wasn't really pulling that high. He did kind of go on that environmental, uh, that was his centerpiece on the environment and, and uh, climate change. And, you know, this is something that um, Elizabeth Warren is, is starting to mention more. And I think maybe she's also trying to pick up on some of those voters because those are, you know, those one issue voters are very important to a candidate. 
because sometimes that can drive uh, people to be passionate and, and vote for that candidate and go out. And, and as much as we should look for everything, there are a lot of people that are like single, very single issue. But, and you have on the Republican side, too, on, on the Second Amendment or abortion or other things like that where they're going to vote for a particular candidate because they you know, stand for something. So I think there will be some of that that's going to happen. And she's probably picking up some of those Inslee voters as well as, you know, people taking a second look at her from Biden and, and Sanders as well. Uh, and because I periodically like to ask the panel where where they think this is at, uh, is, does everyone else besides me sitting here think that we're at a 0.00% chance that uh, Hillary still gets into this? Guys, if we don't respond to him, he might move on. Mm -mm. No, because uh, I'm not convinced. She's very active on Twitter. And, uh, you know, she definitely has the fire. You know, I think think that it's hard for her to look at this and go like, yeah, but I could be. I'm better than all of them. Oh, the disdain for Hillary. No, I mean, she is better. Look, three million people voted for her. That uh, didn't uh, vote for Donald Trump. Three hundred three million more, more people voted yeah. for her is what I meant to say. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, you know, I think that it's just like you know, it's like no, you. I think in general people aren't blown away by a lot of them. Somebody like Elizabeth Warren is able to make headway, and I think that you know the reason why I was asking about Biden is that when Biden's in the news, what is it for? It's because he says he's so happy to be back in Vermont. It's so great to see everybody in Vermont. <laughs> Joe, you're in New Hampshire. Yeah, that's what I meant. But then he, there's an actual quote from him. Uh, I think this was today. No, this was actually Monday, which is yesterday. He said, uh, I want to be clear. I'm not going nuts. <laughs> see, that doesn't help. No. That definitely doesn't help. I'll tell you what that reminds me of. Yeah, that reminds me at- of Elizabeth Warren taking that uh, 23andMe test. Yeah. It was just like, well, no, you're playing. Oh, I thought everybody. you were going to say it reminds you of Donald Trump. Donald Trump, Trump yeah. I'm the most stable. stable, No, no, no. It's just like you're going into territory you you just shouldn't. I mean, you know, I mean, Elizabeth Warren probably thought that the results were going to be a little different. But it's like, (laughs) why would you ever take that test? Why is Biden saying this? So it's just like, I, I don't know. I mean, I think it's I think Trump's just laughing at everybody. That's that's the way I look at it. I mean, you know, obviously he is the most. What was it? The most stable? What was the stable genius? Most stable genius. genius yeah. yeah, and that stable genius uh, is just uh, really hoping to <laughs> get to get to debate. Uh, wait, Joe Walsh, and then who's the other guy running? For, uh, uh, Weld. 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 Yeah. yeah. yeah he's, he, that's never going to happen. He's never debating either of them. He doesn't have to. No, they're going to no primary. Right. That's exactly. Gonna that's not going to happen. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. Well, just uh, I I always want to go on record as uh, saying I, I'm not convinced that uh, uh, the day before the election in 2020, I still won't be convinced that Hillary doesn't show up. And be like, Does anybody want to write me in? Just saying. I would never say never because I think, you know, obviously she's she's wanted to be president before Bill was even president. This is something she's always wanted to do. And maybe she'll be like third time's charm. And maybe she would have been better at um, it. You don't know. You know maybe no, she should have run first. Um so that's why I would never say never, yeah. because I, I think that passion is always there, and the fact that it was that close. Um, oh, it, it was it, that it, close. It, you know, it should it not right have been there. that close. Yeah. Right. Probably, you know, obviously kills her. Uh, so I think there's a very a, a good chance she would again. I wouldn't even put it past her to try to run again in 2024. Like, as long as she's healthy and able, I, I don't see that. I could never say 0% chance that she's going to attempt to run. Uh, but... I would bet money that she's never going to run again. 
Oh, I mean, I, I'm just <laughs> I'm, like, I'm talking about 2020. She could run in 2024. That's what I'm saying. She ran 2024. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to put it past. Yeah, you still want to say never? No, never. I want to say never. I want to say never. I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if somebody like chose her as a running mate, like in 2024. I I could see that happening. 2024, not 2020. Mm-hmm. No, Interesting. I don't think in 2020 either. I don't know how old she would baggage, but yeah, but I 77 in 2024. I don't know. So should Joe Biden just, I don't know, make less appearances? <laughs> should he get, get more naps? I mean, he certainly shouldn't be saying, hey, everybody, I'm not nuts. Because I think he thinks it's funny. But I do think people are just like, man, I really want to and I want to support him. But it's just every time, every, every, not every day. Every week there are a couple of stories where it's like, oh, Joe, you don't know where you are. And that's easy if you're on the campaign trail. <laughs> right. But it it's magnified when it's Biden who doesn't know where he is. But I don't know. I don't Chelsea, know. would you would you have any problems supporting <laughs> Joe Biden were he to be the nominee? Or would you just stay home? No, because if he selects my pick as VP, Mayor Pete, I would feel good about Mayor Pete having to take over. But what if he selected who's somebody you don't like? Like what if what if he picked uh, what if he picked Bill de Blasio as his running <laughs> <laughs> Bill Abazio's crying somewhere. You laughed so hard at the. Uh, so like, look, he might help. He might help you get Staten Island. He's not going to get the other four boroughs. He could. He could carry. Staten I don't Island. think it would give you Staten Island either. Though, <laughs> there's too many. There's too many. There, well, there's also too many police officers that live in Staten Island. So. In all my days of producing this show, I don't think I've ever seen Scott laugh so hard. <laughs> well, you know, we've been doing this show a yeah, long time, Ryan. But yeah, actually, you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, th- I still think with all these mistakes, for most people who are only halfway paying attention, that's true. Yeah, including Joe Biden. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, maybe this is making him I mean, resonate with voters more. I mean, I still think that my 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 I'm calling it like my second place dream because dream dream would be like Elizabeth Warren and then like a whole government around it that like is of the Elizabeth Warren cloth. But like my, I guess my reality dream would be Joe Biden, Mm -hmm. VP is Mayor Pete, and Senate Majority Leader Elizabeth Warren. Mm, I like that. I mean, I could. I like that. I could get behind that. Yeah, I could see her being Majority Leader. Obviously, assuming there's more Democrats in the Senate, and, but wouldn't there, I, I, I don't know, I mean, wouldn't there be people that have been around longer? I mean, does, you know, doesn't, doesn't Schumer take every breath expecting that one day he's going to be majority leader? Um, I think he does, but. Yes, and if you really want to see a passionate um, Democratic Party, even having uh, Joe Biden as a nominee, you would be saying Elizabeth Warren would be Senate Majority Leader. And then I think that the passion you need to get the top of the ticket would be there because that big picture of Joe Biden as, as uh, president, I, Mayor Pete for VP, and Elizabeth Warren, Senate Majority Leader, that is a picture that could be a rallying, I don't know, cry for, for people who are you know, realistic that the country is afraid of change, but then... M- passionate about the fact that somebody of Elizabeth Warren's um, nature is what we need um, in 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 the the Senate Senate. to be driving policy. Well, I mean, arguably, you know, you're able to affect 
policy that actually gets passed a lot more if you're the majority leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess if you also have the House. And really so, dumb question. How, who picks the majority leader? They vote on it, don't they? The, the yeah, senators? They, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to vote for her. Yeah. I, they're going to vote. Look, I'm just saying, who are they going to vote for? Who do, who do, who do uh, career politicians like more than anything else? Other career politicians who look out for their same interests. You know, I think somebody like Chuck Schumer probably uh, came into Washington with all the great ideas. But like like anybody, he's just been there for too long. You know? Right. So, his day has passed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying, look, I, I'm not saying that you shouldn't be excited about your idea. I just think, realistically, it's, it's always like, you know, who... Who were people thinking might be uh, uh, might be Speaker of the House other than Pelosi? There was a little bit of a rumbling, but everybody kind of knew it was going to be her. Well, yeah, I don't think not at that point. AOC. Now Keith going Ellison, forward, was that somebody that was up for it? And I can't remember. Uh, yeah, but it, no. the, it, there wasn't a lot, so it's just like. And I'm not even saying that uh, she isn't the right person for the job with Donald Trump as president. It's just you know it, it's pretty locked into place, and uh, I think that. To campaign on something that you can't really promise, because I don't know, Scott. Do you, off the top of your head, do you know how many seats Democrats would need to pick up to actually be the majority in the Senate? Well, you, whether you can have a plus or minus. Two. Well, I mean, they've, they've got to be able to get at least fifty, and then have the Democrat or forty nine, and have the, or fifty, sorry, and have the Democrats win. So the VP right. the could be the deciding vote to give you fifty. Right. Well, that's because that mean. happened with Republicans with um, uh, uh, during the George W. Bush too. It's like you get that one extra. Right, and, and there's, there's usually there's but. usually the the one independent, and yeah. it's like, well, who do you caucus with? And then that makes but, a big difference, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Angus King in, in Maine, who always caucuses with the Democrats, but and you, Bernie, you and Bernie in, in in Vermont, but you you do obviously want the cushion. So, you know, if you were able to get five or six seats, you'll end up right. being able to get at least and if you have fifty three, you know this the number two and three in terms of of the presidential. Um, Candidates two mm-hmm. and three being Warren and Sanders. You have them out campaigning for progressive senatorial candidates. That that would carry, I think, a lot of weight because they did so well in the primary for president. That we have a chance of not just Democrats taking over the Senate, but having a a good army of progressive Democrats in there, which is. For me, the difference because if it's just corporate centrist Democrats mm-hmm. in there, then right, you need to get the womp, um, I like how it. we're choosing our fantasy teams right now. No, but I like the Elizabeth Warren is because uh, I hadn't even thought of her. So the in DNC that needs role. to think out of the box. I was thinking of her being in a cabinet position or something in policy uh, for an administration. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, that's you can appoint one. that, so I, I yeah. can see that plan being a little yeah. bit more secure. Something you can plan on, right. but I, I do, but I do agree with. I like that though, that thought but, with uh, Tamara's idea that you know you you. You could trade Elizabeth Warren for uh, two senators to be named later. You know, I mean, you can actually you know, do some willing and dealing and actually actually make trades. What we can say? So I, don't, I don't think the name of this game should be that we're just trying to beat Trump. We oh, are no, trying we have to. to get the Senate. That's we are so trying important. to to ins, ins, I guess install a a working functioning government government with a conscience. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I would like, and I don't think that we have that now. And I. I'm at frankly not point, sure we had that before Trump at either. At what point in 243 years of uh, the United States of America do you think we had a government with a conscience? I'm just asking. It's just a simple question because I'm not convinced we've ever had that. 
Well, it's just because some things have not happened yet. This is Doesn't the time, mean, no, well, I just I was, to, I mean, there, we have moments. We have moments when enough of us said, oh, wait a minute, the slavery thing, not cool. Women not being able to vote, yeah, that's not cool either. So we, we get As more long as they vote for me, you know, I think that that was... Well, the I think there's been more bipartisanship in the past than there is now, and it wasn't such a me versus them and everything they are is wrong and evil and everything I am is right. You know, there was more of that. I'm not saying there wasn't other issues with scandals and... and you know, inappropriate things to the past because that's always been there, and that's not just here; that's across the world. But there's definitely been more bipartisanship. In and the I past. think this is a wonderful segue to the death death of David Koch, who, because of the Koch brothers, especially like around the early '80s, this is when mm-hmm. the the conscious or lack thereof of corporate America started seeping, seeping in and taking over the government to new levels. New heights. I can't even Are explain you the intensity his death of it. Is symbolic of no getting <laughs> money out of Public politics. Out of politics. Remind me, which I mean, one was he? Was he Cherry Coke or Coke Zero? Because it's really hard for me to keep well, track. Charles yeah, really is running Coke actually. Industries and yeah. has been for for yeah. a long time. But the the two brothers themselves are the ones who did something you know remarkable with this business that they inherited from their father and what they did. I mean, I I couldn't explain it and. 30 seconds. I don't even know if I could explain it in 30 minutes. I've read a lot, heard Mm. a lot documentaries to to understand, but what they have done is, I mean, in the, in the worst way of the, that you can use the word awesome. It's like just amazing. No, I mean, you can be, you can be impressive what someone accomplishes despite, you know, not believing in what their vision and their message is. I mean, what we talk a lot about it on the show just the fact that Donald Trump became president is shocking, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. it's just like, it's like, yeah, well, you know, he didn't just go to Wisconsin. I guess he went twice. But the question, of course, the reason why uh, David Koch comes up so much in the news, at least on uh, cable news, because uh, that's, you know, these, this is the angle they can put on it, uh, was that I'm wondering if anybody here feels that it was okay for Bill Maher to go on TV and say that he was glad that he was dead and they hope it was painful. Uh, well, if you believe in the First Amendment, it's right. okay. That's what I was going to say. No, you can say it, but is, you know, is, 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 it, is, is, it fair, is it fair for there to be the backlash against yes. HBO that there is because, you know, it's just like, you know, you don't even like the guy, but... Uh, well, don't. it's that we always go back to the question, like, with Trump in the office setting the precedent of mm-hmm. how polo- uh, people... I was about to say politicians can talk, but Bill Maher's not a politician, but what, not what the public can <laughs> say... Yeah, it's like all bets are off. I mean, look, he's you know? a comedian; he should be able to say what he That's wants. What I'm saying, right? You know, it's just you, you got to stand by it. And then you know, and HBO, has- of course, is a is a you know, it's part of Time Warner. So anything that happens, you, know, you get TNT. Yeah, and you know, and, and he he uh, famously lost his job with Disney owned ABC uh, because of what he said. You know, so well, I think that uh, he is somebody that you know if you if you give him a check. He might say something. Well, he's definitely going to say something. I mean, and by the way, people forget that he called himself a house n-word not that long ago. You know, he's really making a lot of trouble. Uh, and, I don't and think I, people forget that. It, no. it doesn't come up that much. The, to put it this way, they forgot about it in the way where he still has a show. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, I think uh, the difference between ABC and HBO is also yeah a big difference than having it on a, on a, a on a channel that anyone can watch versus a paid subscription channel where you know you're going to be edgier. And they know... When they bought, you know, into Bill Maher, is that they're they're buying into someone who's going to be as a comedian is is going to be edgy and is going to say things that are going to be inappropriate and 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 so yeah, I think um, it comes with the territory with his job and it's going to be expected and 
obviously people are going to be with the backlash because that's the society we are now with social media and everything that people are going to find something to complain about and I, so just I mean, what it is. I mean, his if old show is called yeah. politically cor- incorrect. incorrect. Yeah, yeah, you know what you're getting when you're you're watching it. You're not going for somebody that's going to sugarcoat issues, and you're going to go with someone who's going to be. And look, it's edgy. not like some people weren't thinking it. Even people who would never say it. But... Lots of people said it online and on social media anyway. So it's not like it was. He's the only one that said that. He just has a bigger platform to be mm-hmm. able to say it. That's all. And it's commendable that Bernie would say, hey guys, let's not chant yay for yeah, his death. Yeah, I did want to bring that yes. up, actually. Yeah. Because uh, there, there's there's no positive yield for Bernie for being like, oh, let's just let that happen. Yeah. But, but I think that people, the American public, is well served to know that this was a very controversial figure mm-hmm. and why to look into that. And can we hopefully just put a rest to the days where somebody was a good person because they gave millions of dollars to hospitals and stuff? Uh, I, giving money to organizations, meanwhile, doing a whole host of evil things, right. doesn't... Doesn't negate it. And, and also, right. you're, you're giving money and, and you have billions of dollars. So there's a little bit of a difference with that, too. And it's how like, you got that billions nice. of dollars. Right. You know, I, it's... it's I just I'm not I'm not really for it. Is yeah. someone yeah, who no, gives look, money I, to charity I, automatically I don't think a good you, person? I don't think you yeah. have to say that someone's great when they die, but I also think that uh, sometimes you don't need to like literally dance on their grave. I mean, something that uh, I've talked about uh, on this show uh, occasionally is that I was really good friends with Andrew Breitbart, and I know mm-hmm. what that website is now. Uh, but he was at my wedding. He's one of my favorite people I ever knew in my life. And uh, Rolling Stone, the day he died, had an article called Death of a Douche. And I'm like, I, I'm sure that felt really good for Matt Taibbi. I always remember who wrote it. I'm sure that felt so good for him to write that. But it's just like, you know, he's a, he's a guy with four kids, you know, and it's just like, did you have to write that? And so that's why I'm probably more sensitive. No, I don't. I don't care anything about either of the Koch brothers, you know. But I just like, do you need to say it just because you can? And that that's that's where I, mean, I come down on that. I, if that's what gets the American public talking about what this guy did, then right. I'm okay with mm-hmm. it. I mean, I guess I I don't feel badly enough for his family. I wish his family, um, David Koch's family, would have said. Hey guys, what you're doing is so wrong, but they didn't, or not loudly enough. So I, I, I don't know. I guess I, I don't feel that we should stifle but, our criticism because they're going right. through something very painful. Mm-hmm. When what these people have done has been really detrimental to our whole country, and I say this knowing that you know a whole country isn't determined by what a couple of people do. It's more about the system, but they helped create the system of where it is now that you know we we, there was some article that you that 70 percent of people are upset with political the Uh, political climate political uh, culture 70 percent of uh i believe it was uh millennials because uh polls always like to blame them for things but millennials people are upset about the political climate and the stalemate really of uh, of congress yeah let me just say let me just say what the the headline is uh paul finds millennials value patriotism religion and having children far less pre than previous generations oh no you're right 70 percent of americans are angry about the political climate and how did we get this political climate in part due to what the Koch brothers have done to politics and i would just add that if you're a person that's in the limelight regardless of who that is or a person that's giving hundreds of millions, yeah, billion dollars uh, to causes and everything, then you have to be understood that you're going to be criticized for that. And 
when you die, you're going to be criticized. And again, First Amendment right is that you're going to do that. And if you, you or your family don't feel comfortable with that, then maybe you shouldn't be donating that money or be in the limelight uh, doing whatever you're doing. So it comes with the territory. Yeah, Warren Buffett, it, it step comes, back. It does. It comes with the territory. So whoever you are, if you're donating money to certain causes and it's a lot of money and you're doing things that are making big changes to the political system, if you're, you know, working for a particular you know, political organization or something, you know that, that that's going to come with the territory. And if you don't, then you shouldn't be in it. Well, uh, we can uh, we can certainly have uh, differences of opinion on that, but I think that the one thing that we can probably all agree upon is that the best way to stop a hurricane is with a nuclear bomb. I don't see anything wrong with the science there, and uh, I'm glad that we're finally talking about it because it just seems like it it seems like kind of a no brainer. I mean, it's just like oh, the hurricane's coming. I know how to stop it. Let's. Let's just uh, let's just drop the uh, the mother of all bombs. Yeah, right. Let me ask so a very Republican questions. Where are we going to get the money for that? Don't we have so many nuclear bombs just lying well, just around? Think about that we how can much, just use now. Think about how much money we would save on giving paper towels to hurricane victims if we instead yeah. were to nuke the hurricane. Nuke the hurricane. Save the, bil- the billions save of dollars. From FEMA. Yeah. Oh, so wait, the nuke would kill the people? <laughs> well, that's going to save a lot of money anyway. So I, maybe, do you think that that's what uh, Trump meant? Uh, also, I believe there's no there's no recording of him saying this. So this is uh, this is just something that we're, we're getting. But Hearsay, if you will. It's hearsay, but um, I don't know. Just anybody in the chat, anybody in the panel, does it find it hard <laughs> to believe? And that if he said it, it wasn't like a, <laughs> we should just throw a bomb in there. You know, well, like, I don't think it, I, I think if I he did say, no, no, say. Kind of humor. No, he doesn't. It was, no, it, was hard, it was one article. Here's the thing, is that it, it speaks to who our president is. Any Anybody else, Republican or Democrat, in the history, that something this ridiculous was one news source reported something this ridiculous mm-hmm. about them, whether you hated the, that president or were on board in favor of him, yeah. you'd be like, that's insane. Yeah. He wouldn't but the have fact said that, yeah. that this sounds <laughs> reasonable, yes. that everybody thinks that y- yep. you're giving credit to something that is so, you know, I, I think that speaks volumes, the fact that... It does. I agree. And the fact that he had to tweet about it multiple times now also makes me think that it really did happen. Because That's his own, he, I'm not going nuts exactly. thing. Exactly. Because if he didn't, if he, if he had to keep repeating it, then to me, I'm like, he did probably say it then. I mean, I think we should confirm <laughs> if that was true or not. And then we should all get behind Scaramucci again, trying to rally all of the cabinet members to getting, what, what did they say, to take him to Walter Reed and yeah. to, you know... Well, like Rick Wilson even said too, it's like yeah, he was going to, he should be going to, you know, a, pulling a, a, a twenty fifth amendment. Yes, yeah. he really should. Well, I mean, I guess if he did say that, you, you'd have you'd have a case. But I, I feel like there's enough things that you know he said where you you know you can ask those questions. So, uh, but I mean, what do you think would happen first, impeachment or the cabinet? 25th. Yeah, or the twenty fifth. Uh, I think you uh, you need to get too many people on board for the 25th Amendment. And I think, like, impeachment, it's still a lot of people. But like I think you could convince that number easier. A majority than of cabinet members? I don't know. if yeah, Is there an exact I number? Think. Or is it all of them? But there's so many acting members I was now just too. about to so say that there aren't enough actual cabinet members. Well, there should be, like, three. So maybe that's it'll be easier since there's... How many more Trumps are there that haven't been appointed to no. a, a, an office yet? Yeah. I think he just needs to Tiffany extend still hasn't cousins. been appointed yeah. to anything. But she's Probably a Maples. Yeah. His sister retired, Sisters. and she'd probably get her back and doing something. 
a uh, a story that most people know is going on. Uh, the rainforest is on fire, and uh, the uh, the G seven uh, said, you know, we we'd really like to help Brazil, and Brazil, Brazil said, uh, no thanks, we don't want your money uh, because it, basically it was directed at. Yes, I'm going to say it this way. Macron made sure uh, to... Uh, so he want, basically wants uh, Macron to take back some insults. Even though... And this is great because this is the world we live in. This is this story doesn't involve Trump at all. But it sounds like it does. Because... Ne- so the... Uh, so the... The, the Brasilia... Uh, uh, Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro. Yeah, I, I knew I was putting an extra vowel in there. Bolsonaro is uh, basically saying, like, well, you need to apologize for what you said, and I'm not going to apologize, apologize for insulting your wife. So it's like, yeah, that's that's where this is at. So it's like, you know, and, and I think Canada said that they would uh, they would send, like, $15 million worth of planes just to drop some water Leonardo on Leonardo DiCaprio offered $5 million. $5 million? Mm-hmm. Really? I mean, so that that was, like, his, his per diem on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> That's nice. But $5 million is $5 million. Good for you, Leo. You know what? We shouldn't be looking to Jack from Titanic to solve all of our problems. It, it, you know, I mean, it, it's kind of symbolic. I mean, the thing mm-hmm. is, is that if this goes down, we all go down yeah. with it. And all this other bickering we have about other issues besides the climate is just rearranging what is it? Chairs, chairs, yeah. chairs on the deck of the Titanic. Yeah. So actually, I think that makes him even more qualified. So, so, so Leo is the one who should uh, should swoop in and, and put out uh, put out all the fires. Well, not himself, but I think he's he a should. good symbolic figure to what will happen Spearhead. if we don't fix this. But I thought that I was a little bit confused because I saw that that this was some like you know personal tiff about insulting wives, and then I heard who was it that said we're not taking this money because when one country tries to help another country, they're really doing it for some other ulterior well, well, motive. Right. The strings attached. I think that was what I had read about. Right, too, and I mean he also this by saying you know. Yeah, he also said, like, why don't you just worry about your own, I think he said, like, uh, colonialist interests, you know, so it's like, don't worry about us, you know. Which uh, is a good example of what happens if the whole world were to take on the America first mentality, meaning their own country first. If it's every country for itself, then we're all going to go mm-hmm. down because we're way too interrelated mm-hmm. to be able to all look out for ourselves and not have this whole thing go down. Yep. So uh, the rainforest is still on fire. Last time we checked, the Amazon's not yes. just the rainforest. So uh, and and sub-Sahara Africa desert, where uh, oh I didn't the hear plains that. are on fire too. It's bigger than than the Amazon. What now? Mm-hmm. Would it? Let me just ask this question. I think this is a really important question. Would we be able to put out the fire if? We dropped a nuclear bomb on the Amazon. Would that put out the fire? Good idea, Christian. Let's get that out. Let's get that out. Everybody watching in the chat room, let's tell all your relatives. Let's get that out there. Or if you use it, the nuclear bomb, on the hurricane, can you divert the hurricane so that it goes over the Amazon? Look, I'm just trying to solve problems here. Look, clearly France isn't going to be able to help Brazil here. Let me help you. I'm just thinking outside of the box. And... Maybe by next week we'll be talking about how, well, you know what? I can't believe they did it, but uh, they did figure out how to how to nuke that hurricane right over to the rainforest. I well, I think and I will idea. say you're welcome, Brazil. I think Macron actually has a, a better strategy, and that might be to hurt Brazil economically by telling Europeans that we not need to stop importing soy from Brazil because the soy beans from Brazil are... The farm are, are part of the reason why that the de- deforestation is happening. Mm-hmm. So if if we stopped buying meat, cattle in particular, soy, 
Um, I can't remember what else we get from there. That that the uh, carnival the beads. Reason, you know, I mean, that's, a, that's <laughs> which a is the one. reason yeah. for why. Uh, but then then I heard that part of the reason is because China, since they're not getting soybeans from America, now getting soybeans from Brazil causing the need for them to have more land to grow mm-hmm. them, which is therefore causing destruction of the rainforest. See, we're, I don't know that's if that's exactly yeah. true, but, but it's conceivable that yeah, we are way more interconnected right, than, than we want to think and why America first and uh, is, is a silly idea because we, we can't have our country be first to the detriment of everybody else and think that we're going to have a, a decent world to live in. Well, let me pitch you on something, Chelsea. What about America second? Is that going to be okay? Why do... That's just... <laughs> no, it's I not know first. It's not first, but no. it's second. Can we Can we at least keep America in mind? No. Can we I, not have, like, America 30th? No, I think... I, wh- why do we need this, like, hierarchy of, of who's first and second? Why not just, like, have a, a, a notion of, like, win-win? Where yes, we want to make deals and have you know a strong economy and all, but we're 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 not going to do that to the severe detriment of other people because those consequences are, if you want to look at it for selfish reasons, going to come back and bite you later. I think Chelsea's mm-hmm. saying America leading from behind like Machiavelli. No, well, I'm not getting. No. <laughs> I mean, no, we could I certainly. Know. I mean, we're certainly behind in so many ways. So yeah. why don't we lead from behind? Uh, we only have a, a couple more minutes, and uh, President Trump said that uh, next year for the G7, he wants his friend Putin to be there. Uh, Tamara, that's a good idea, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't see what would be wrong with that. I, all the other leaders are nuts if they didn't hop on board with Trump's proposition. I, I heard how, like, irritating he was that he just kept bringing it up at every opportunity. Just so. like, you know, you know who should be here. <laughs> and I think part of that was probably because whatever topics they were discussing, he didn't have anything else to add to the conversation. So. Yeah, we didn't see it with this one, but it was, was it a year or two years ago? I, I forget exactly when it was, but there was that summit where everybody was talking, but Trump was just standing in the middle of the room by himself because no one wanted to talk to him. <laughs> I think that now they're like, oh, we should talk to him a little bit, but it's like, it's almost like when you, when you talk to a kid at dinner. And what do you think about them? That's a really good idea. <laughs> yeah, who was yeah, it? Cool. Consideration. Who no. was it that said uh, talking to this seventy-ish-year-old man is like talking to a seven-year-old? Somebody, I think that I, 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 think, I think that was probably, a, probably Ivanka <laughs> because she does talk to a seven-year-old, so she could. She probably, you know, she talks to both like very often, so she probably. Has I, I didn't hear that. That he, so much as that he was saying that China is called because they want to do a deal. Yeah, they do want to do a deal. So it's what is he it? says. Yeah. I don't think China says that. That's no, the China. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They said they're that like, didn't happen. They're like, no, no, mm-hmm. we don't. We don't even have the phone plugged in. I don't, I don't know <laughs> what he's talking about. What this means, everybody, is that you should do your Christmas shopping now, because if you wait until December fifteenth, it's probably going to be more expensive. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should move Black I mean, Friday up to like Halloween. December fifteenth. I mean, I, I assume you're talking about uh, December twenty fourth at like seven p.m. when <laughs> most of us do our Christmas shopping. Well, right? I mean, this is where procrastination is really right. going to bite you in the bum mm-hmm. because the another round of tariffs will be in place December fifteenth. Who knows how the economy will be by then either? Well, I'm sure that uh, it's going to be the best economy. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have we have no reason to think that. Uh, and I, I think that if there's anything that uh, Trump is worried about, uh, is it's the economy because at least his narrative to his voters is that the economy is great. 
And when everybody else starts saying like, you know, because now some people are saying it's not. But if everyone's saying that it's not, then he's like, well, what else do I have? Well, yeah, I have that wall that I built. Only thing he has. Don't have that wall that I built. And people are starting to see the cracks in this mm-hmm. facade of mm-hmm. a strong economy, even in Trump country. Those companies are shutting down. Mines are, are closed. Farmers are uh, well, and, they, and, and it's true. Filing it's like, for bankruptcy. It doesn't have to be a recession across the country. You know, there's different things where it could be a recession in each state because of the different needs and different things going on. So you could have a micro recession in some of these states that could be very important for him in his reelection. And you know, I, I think if if and I was just going to say with the G7, if he decides to invite Putin over, I think the rest of the, the country's leaders should say, no, I'm not showing up. Um, yeah. well, because well, that would be really inappropriate. We'll I don't ha- think he we'll would even a, do that. We'll have a different the meeting. The G2. Yeah. But, you know, what you were saying about Trump, look, at least he still has his looks. Anyway, we are out of time now. Uh, but uh, thanks to everybody who was in the chat. Thanks to our wonderful all-star panel. Uh, Chelsea, where do people find you? At Chelsea Glacia. Tamra? Hey, Tamra underscore on Twitter. And Scott? At SMAN80. That's SMAN80. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ. We will be back next Tuesday at 4 Pacific. Yes, that is 7 Eastern. Until then, have a good one, everyone. Bye. 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 Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 